I feel LinkedIn is the optimal platform. Number one, age demographic, 35 to 55. Same demographic as a network marketer. Two, annual income, $100,000 a year or more, and the size of the organic network that you can grow, 30,000 connections. So you look at Facebook, 5,000 connections. You look at the age demographics of Facebook and Instagram, which is 18 to 29. And you look at the yearly income of Facebook and Instagram, which is $30,000 a year or less. It's clear. The only reason why, honestly, Melissa, people aren't using LinkedIn is because their uplines haven't taught it. Their uplines don't use it. What's up, babe? Welcome to Boldly Courageous, a podcast created for you, the ambitious woman who is ready to take action and step fully into the life you've always dreamed of. I'm your host, Melissa Martin, and each week I will be your virtual wingwoman as you gain the tools and confidence to face your fears head on. The time is now, and this is your permission slip to live your boldly courageous life. Are you ready, babe? Let's do this. Welcome back to the Boldly Courageous podcast. And I am really excited for everyone to hear this incredible conversation with LinkedIn expert and network marketing pro, Scott Aaron. Scott and I have become amazing friends. He literally delivers so much value consistently across all social media platforms every single day. And he is as authentic in real life as he is online. Scott and I met at an elite level mastermind and I was just instantly drawn to his warm energy, his charisma, and his true authentic desire to teach and serve others all about how to show up authentically, share their story, build their networks, and leverage the tool of LinkedIn. In this episode, Scott delivers so much value. I literally have pages of notes from our conversation. So this is one episode that you are going to want to bookmark. You're going to want to save. You're going to want to listen to a couple of times and make sure that you have a notebook out to write down the information that he shares. So in this episode, Scott and I talk all about the importance of authenticity and vulnerability in order to build loyalty and trust on social media, in real life and in person. And we talk a lot about network marketing and how, you know, It's so great that there's duplication in these businesses, but it often leads to imitation and how you can actually figure out what your unique story is. Scott shares a step-by-step process to figure out how to share your story authentically in a way that will connect with others. We also dive really, really deep into building quality leads into your business. One of the biggest, biggest roadblocks that I hear time and time again when it comes to building your business, especially network marketing, is where do I find quality leads? And Scott breaks down how LinkedIn can be the secret sauce for you to building those connections and actually treating your business like a real business. And even for me, I'm really recognizing how underutilized LinkedIn is in my own business. And I literally cannot wait to start applying some of the tools and resources that Scott share in this episode to build my business on LinkedIn as well. So Scott Aaron is a two-time number one bestselling author, international keynote speaker, LinkedIn and human connection coach, and top podcaster. 
You can find him on all the social medias and he has a free Facebook community that you can join to get even more access to Scott and more resources. So without further ado, let's dive in. All right, Scott, I am really excited about this conversation because you are like one of those people where I feel like we go in the vortex deep and we could just, we can riff on so many things for for so long. And um, I know that this conversation is going to be chock full of value. And Scott, what I love about you the most is that you just have such a dynamic viewpoint when it comes to sales and marketing, and you're so completely authentic, the way that you show up online, the way you show up in person. And it's just something that I really, really, really just appreciate so much about you. I'm a huge, huge fan of you, Scott, and I'm so grateful for you being here. Well, I am grateful for you and all of those things that you said uh, about me. I feel the same way about you. You're someone that I I look up to and inspires me, and I love seeing the the pivots that you continue to make in your brand and your business, and and it really is inspiring. And I'm just so so grateful to be here today. Mm, thank you. I fully fully receive that. So I start off every episode the exact same way, and that's with this one question: What is one boldly courageous thing you've done recently? <sighs> boldly courageous thing that I've done recently. I feel like I'm doing something boldly courageous every single day. I I think um, that's a really, I I don't, I I really don't know. I mean, I feel like that I am constantly in this courageous mindset where I'm always putting myself out there. And I think honestly, for me, I've been on like this three month podcast tour and really stepping into my power in sharing my my backstory as uh, authentically and genuinely as possible, um, not being afraid of the things that I had to grow through to get to where I am now. And I think most recently, I've been so, so, not that I wasn't transparent in the past, but I truly feel that I've been much more courageous and more open to sharing all those fine details with my story when I have been on recent podcasts. I resonate with this on so many levels. And I think that this is truly relatable, right? Like I remember when I first started network marketing, I would share my story about losing my job. But the thing that was really like, the catalyst, the pain point was that I was in over a hundred thousand dollars of debt and I was like judging myself, but I would kind of like gloss over that. I wouldn't really go in deep. So while I was sharing parts of my story, like I wasn't sharing the juiciness of it. Right. Because it's scary, right? We're afraid people are going to judge us. So I resonate with this a lot. And I believe that vulnerability is the pathway to true connection. So I'm curious to know, like what's been the catalyst for you to go this extra layer with people and really, you know, become a little bit more vulnerable and a little bit more courageous and share those details. I think it's two things. I think number one, it has to do with me always going back and, and reflecting upon my story. And, you know, everyone sees the glory of what 
has been going on with myself and my business and my brand. But the story behind it is something that I still constantly reflect upon. You know, my, my father's two and a half year incarceration when I was 18, which is what got me into entrepreneurship and having to take over the, the family business as a teenager, uh, selling two gyms for a million dollars in 2003 at the age of 24 to only find myself five years later opening up a third gym and being in $1.5 million of liability debt on a personal level, getting married and divorced twice and not looking back on those relationships as failures, actually looking back on them as successes, the, the lessons that I learned from them. The second marriage left me with one of the greatest gifts, which is my almost eight-year-old little boy, Taylor. But it also helped me with my emotional maturity to uh, attract the woman of my dreams into my life, my, my future wife, Nancy. But also losing a house, filing for personal bankruptcy four years ago. And I, I think for me, it was funny. Someone asked me on a podcast the other day. They said, you know, who, who's been someone that you've looked up to? And I said, you know, without any ego, myself. And it's okay to be inspired by yourself because if there's no one else around, you know, just pretend that there was no ability to watch YouTube videos and there was no ability to listen to a podcast or read a book and you just had yourself. You have to be self motivated. I look back on my journey and I'm like, hell yeah, you know, I could do anything that I put my mind to. And also, you know, my, my father, no matter, the, no matter what the ups and downs that he had to go through, and people say, well, you know, what about all the things that happened to you because of him? Well, those things had to happen. So I think it's one part really acknowledging my story, but also the, the, the second part of that is seeing so many incongruencies on social media. You know, Melissa, I, I have a love-hate relationship with social media. I love it because as you know, one of my one of my driving forces is creating human connection. I love connecting with people whether it's online or in person. But I see there's so many incongruencies. I see people doing things to get likes and to get comments and to get followers. Where does that end up leaving you at the end of the day? And that's why I have a hard time with social media because I don't know, unless I know the person personally, like I know you, when I see your stuff on social media, I know it's coming from the truest and most genuine place because I know who Melissa Martin is. But when you see these other people that are regurgitating certain things and you don't know them, it's so hard to tell who is being truthful and who is not. Everyone shows the highlights of their life. No one shares the shit. No one shares the down moments. So I show up differently on social media. I, I always lead with value. I put out informative things. I put out educational things. I show pieces of my life. And for me, there's a lot of people where social media becomes their life. 
And I, I've been using the example of Instagram now becoming the Bravo TV of social media because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, my, 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 my sister loves Bravo TV. She loves The Real Housewives. She loves Vanderpump. And it just seems like that's all it is. It's just The Real Housewives of Instagram. And everyone is showing everyone's pictures look the same. Everyone's message is the same. Everyone's tiles look the same. So my question to everyone is, what are you doing right now that is completely unique and different than anybody else? And Melissa, you, you know my whole saying, be a salmon in a world of fish. You know, what's everyone doing? They're going with the current. They're, going, they're following what everybody is doing. Carve your own, own path. Go against the grain. Be the first person on that beach, leaving the footprints of success for other people to follow. Mm. Mic drop. <laughs> okay. We can unpack this a million different ways. And I love that we're going this, I love that we're going in this direction because you and I share uh, a similar background in network marketing. You're super passionate about teaching network marketers how to grow on LinkedIn and how to build new networks, right? Because part of building a successful network marketing business is having a network. And I love that you talked about social media because something that I am challenged by, I'm going to use that languaging is, and this was something that started to come up for me when I was building my team is this idea that, you know, uh, network marketing is great because you have duplication, right? You can get into a system. It's a ready to go business in a box. You have a leadership team that can teach you the process. It's duplicatable versus like trying to open your own gym. Like (laughs) there's no handbook for that, right? Scott, like entrepreneurship doesn't come with a handbook, but network marketing does. So you get this really great business that has duplication, but it often leads to imitation. And this, I think, is what gives network marketing such a bad rap, right? Is that you see these copy and paste posts that don't sound like the actual person. Like if I wouldn't say this in real life, why would I post it on social media? And I would notice myself like scrolling and I would see a post from somebody and be like, damn, that's really good. Like, I like this. And then I'd keep scrolling and I would see the same post four more times. And I'm like, why? It just like, so I don't know who the, if the original post that I saw, like that was actually that person's words or they literally copy and pasted a post and used it. And it just, it robs you of your own gifts. It just shouts from the rooftops that you don't have confidence, that you're not embracing your story and you're not unique. And then when it comes to a business like net marketing, you're selling something, but you're also selling yourself. And if people don't trust you, if they can't connect to your story and they think that you're a robot and you're just imitating other people, man, you lose before you've even started. Right. So I love that you, I love that you shared that. And I would love if you could maybe add a little bit of insight into authenticity, because I know that this is something that you're really, really passionate about. So for somebody that maybe doesn't feel like they have a story, maybe they're just getting started in network marketing, you know, they're, they don't have a brand or niche yet. Like, how do you start showing up authentically and sharing your story without it feeling like a dear diary post? You know what I mean? Like, how do you how do you share authentically from a place of empowerment versus like victimhood or insecurity or even imitation? Yeah, it's a great question. And, you know, my first response would be everybody has a story. 
I, I don't care who you are. I don't care how long or how short you've been in network marketing. Everybody has a story. You just actually haven't sat down to write it out. And what I, I, I always like going through a timeline, you know, what, what were the pivotal moments in my life? And so I, I did a Facebook live training uh, a few months back and I, I, I took people through how to create engaging content on, on social media. And, and this could be, and I can, I, I can kind of take you guys through the exercise right now. And you can apply this to any social media platform, whether it's LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram, whatever, whatever platform you choose. So the first step is you write down, and again, we're talking about being authentic, being vulnerable, being transparent. That is how you find your tribe. That is how you attract. You're not looking, in network marketing especially, you're not looking to enroll everyone. You need to build a team that is the closest mirror image of you where you're going to be able to create relatability and relationship with people that understand you and you understand them. So the first thing you want to do is you want to grab a piece of paper. You're going to draw two lines so you can make up three columns. On the far left column, you're going to write down obstacles that you had to overcome in your life. So if this was me, I would write down my father's incarceration, divorce, bankruptcy, losing a house, closing a business, getting bullied and picked on, having you know a bad relationship with money, whatever it is. I would start listing out those things. The middle column, the middle column is the lesson that you learned through that experience. Because if this is what you need to realize, you're writing your past on that left-hand side. So you found a way through whatever happened. So on that middle column, you write down what you did to grow through that event. You know, with my father's incarceration, I took the bull by the horns and I realized that I had two choices to fold that hand or to hold that hand and play it anyway. And I did. And I came out on top. So writing out what you found that you learned from that experience. So on the far left column, you have the obstacle. On the middle column, the lesson that was learned. And the far right column is the biggest thing that has happened since you overcame that obstacle. So, you know, it's, it's what happened, what, what lesson was learned in it, and what you actually did from it. And this is something that anyone can do. When you can visually sit down on a Sunday evening and write out all of this stuff. And Melissa, the big thing is people say, I don't know what to post. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to write. I don't know what to do. So what do they do? They do exactly what you just said. They go and they copy and paste. Oh, that looks good. Let me, let me copy and paste that. I'll put that on there. My, my audience is going to love it. They can tell it's not you. The only way that you can be yourself is by being yourself. So everyone has a story and that is the easiest way to document it because here's the other thing. You are not that special and I am not that special to think that I am the only one that has gone through certain things in my life. Am I the only person in the world's history that dealt with a parent's incarceration? 
No. Am I the only one that's been divorced twice ever in this world? No. Am I the only one to file for personal bankruptcy in this world? No. But when you actually speak about those things, you're creating trust, you're creating loyalty, you're creating relationship, you're creating connection between you and that audience. And if you let your fear of what others are going to think and say about you with you being transparent, guess what? You've done the right thing because you disqualified them from your opportunity in the first place. Because the real people, the people that really relate to you, that step forward with your story are the ones that you're going to run with. Mm. So I'm having like a aha moment, right? And I think that a lot of people sit in fear of judgment, right? They're like, okay, if I tell this story about how, you know, my dad left my mom or I, you know, walked away from my fiance with a note and left a ring and didn't like actually have a conversation, right? Like, like the stories, right? We, we sit in, in fear of judgment that if we quote unquote air our dirty laundry or whatever, that people are going to judge us. And this facade that we've been carrying forward of, I have my life together and I'm successful, that people will think less than us and will actually lose credibility. Right. And I know for me, this was a real, this was a real thing. I mean, even more recently, you know, I've been very vocal about my network marketing company restructuring in 2019. And I lost all of my income in 60 days. And then I transitioned out of my marriage and I had like $27 in my bank account and multiple six figures of debt. And I'm like, I'm a money mindset coach. How am I supposed to talk to people about money mindset when this is where I'm at? Like imposter syndrome, judgment, and fear of actually sharing my story. Right. And I think a lot of people feel the same way that if people on the outside world knew what the real story was and didn't just see my highlight reel that I would somehow lose credibility. And therefore I have fear around sharing my truth and sharing my story from an empowered place. But what you're saying and the exercise that you just took everyone through is that the app, the opposite is actually true that when you can do this reflection and move from a place of feeling disempowered about the things that happened to you, but actually saying, wow, this happened for me. Here's the lesson. And you share that it actually creates trust. It actually creates loyalty. So it's, it's the exact opposite of what we think it's going to do. And it's the exact thing that we want in our business. So it's like, you have to kind of flip flop your perspective, right? We think that if we show up with a perfect feed and the perfect posts and everything is completely curated that it's going to create this attraction marketing where people are just going to flock to us because they think we're perfect, but it does the exact opposite. And that when we actually show up in our truth and share the messy stuff and we can be raw and vulnerable, that that's what people are really attracted to. I mean, how do you think community is created? Community is created from trust. If people don't trust you, they're not going to walk alongside of you. So all these people that you see succeeding, and I'm, gonna, I'm putting that in air quotes right now, because again, this is another rabbit hole that we can go down, which is the idea of success. What, what does success even mean nowadays? And that could be a whole separate conversation. But 
if your audience doesn't trust you, you're not going to be able to create community. And how do you create community? By being real, by being truthful, by being authentic and genuine. Sharing, I don't want to say sharing everything. Sharing those things that you need to be shared because you know that it could benefit someone else to hear it. Sharing the experience of what you've gone through because I, I actually, you and I were at an event last September in California and we were both part of, we were facilitators in a mastermind through our mutual business coach, mentor, and friend, Chris Harder. And I was giving a presentation on LinkedIn. And there's something that I said in that presentation that I never said before, but it stuck with me since. And I said, the greatest certification that anyone could ever receive is by going through life yourself. So you can take these courses, you can learn how to be a life coach, you can learn how to do this, and you can learn about do that. You're a money mindset coach because you actually have gone through the ups and downs of being in debt and then figuring out how do I go from being in debt to actually creating wealth. Now, what happened? Well, Melissa created a course of how to do that, and that qualifies her to teach other people that are in that current situation or have been in that situation the steps that they need to take to get to where she is. It's the same thing that I do with my LinkedIn program. I had to go first. I had to figure LinkedIn out. I had to apply my own techniques. I had to gain success to then have the right to then take it to the market to teach others. Just like any one of you that's listening to this right now, you have a gift. There's something inside of you that you are great at. You're just not talking about it because if you figured out how to move past a divorce, how to co-parent properly, how to overcome fear, how to overcome maybe some abuse that you had to take or you dealt with in life, whatever it is, whatever your story is, if you came out on the other side of that tunnel, better and stronger, congratulations, you've earned your certification to now teach others how to do the same thing. You just have to look back to see the steps that you took, the things that you did, the action that had taken place to get to where you are right now. Mm, Yes. I love this so much. It's like you have a master's degree in life, right? Like I joke all the time. I'm like, I have a master's degree in life. I didn't need to go to college to learn this stuff. I just needed to be a human being and have experiences. Like we all go through stuff. So I love that you share that, Scott. And I want to, I want to talk a little bit more about LinkedIn because this is a, this is a, a big passion of yours. It's one of your um, a zone of genius for you. And I work with a ton of network marketers, as you know, and one of the biggest like pain points for a lot of the network marketers that I work with is recruiting. Hmm. And I think that when you first start in your business, you'll recruit anybody, right? And then what ends up happening is you become a babysitter for those people that don't really want to build a business and you get frustrated, you get burnt out because you feel like you're dragging everybody around and you reach this point where you realize, okay, I actually want to recruit people that have a business mindset. I want to recruit somebody that has a network. I want to recruit somebody that has a skill set that's going to serve them here so that I can work with leaders, right? We all want to build successful 
businesses with people who are excited and like-minded. That's the most fun thing about network marketing is doing it with people who are on the same page as you. So the number one thing that people struggle with when it comes to building network marketing, I believe is finding quality leads for their business. So can you talk a little bit about where do you find these magical unicorns? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I was thinking it and you said it. So here's Eric Worre actually says it. He, he says the scariest place for any network marketer to be is when they open up their appointment book and there's nothing written down. And, and I agree. You know, if you have a calendar and you have an appointment book and there's a ton of white space, you have no opportunity to grow your business. Because here's the simple equation. Leads equal conversations, which equal sales, which equal business growth. So you can't have business growth without leads. You can't have sales without leads. And you can't have conversation without leads. So you've, you've heard my training many, many times. You've gone through it yourself. I always talk about how there's two types of marketing right now. There's attraction marketing and social marketing, which, you know, the social platforms of Facebook and, and Instagram, you know, I call Facebook the barbecue of social media. That's where people go to hang out and check in on people's lives. But here's the thing. If you are building a network marketing business, the quality people will always lead you to the quantity of people, not the other way around. You want to work smarter, not harder. So instead of constantly talking about the product, the product, the product, and then making the business the secondary conversation, you're basically building up this wall of resistance around the business. Oh, by the way, there's a great business here. I forgot to tell you about it. So when you're bringing people in on an oh, by the way statement, how do you think they're going to treat it? Like an oh, by the way business. And here's the other thing is I want people to stop calling their network marketing business their quote unquote side hustle. Whether you're doing this business some of the time, part of the time, or all of the time, it's still a business. It's not a side hustle because that some of the time business or part of the time business can pay you like a full-time business. Now, why LinkedIn? There, there's, there's three aspects of why I feel LinkedIn is the optimal platform. Number one, age demographic, 35 to 55, same demographic as a network marketer. Two, annual income, $100,000 a year or more, and the size of the organic network that you can grow 30,000 connections. So you look at Facebook, 5,000 connections. You look at the age demographics of Facebook and Instagram, which is 18 to 29. And you look at the yearly income of Facebook and Instagram, which is $30,000 a year or less. It's clear. The only reason why, honestly, Melissa, people aren't using LinkedIn is because their uplines haven't taught it. Their uplines don't use it. Network marketing is a lineage-based business, which means your team will do what you do and they won't do what you're not doing, just like the person that enrolled you, who enrolled them, who enrolled them. So if LinkedIn was, a, was never part of that conversation, 
guess what you and your team are never going to do? Everyone is still posting and praying, scrolling and trolling, and hoping the skies open up and just people start falling into their laps. But here's the thing. If you don't talk to more people, not through Messenger, not through DM, you take it online to offline as quick as you can. You start building relationships. Those are the people that are going to win. There was a woman that literally messaged me yesterday. She took my virtual course. In the last six weeks, she's rank advanced twice in her business. She, she rank advanced twice in the last six weeks. She said, Scott, and she, we had a call this morning, every other appointment that she's been having, she's closed them into the business because her dialogue with the business has completely changed. Her confidence with, with the business has completely changed. Most people are afraid to talk about the business because they've never really shared their story the right way. So there's four components to LinkedIn. And, I, and I want, I'm a visual person. So what I want you guys to envision that are listening to this is a four-tier cake. So you have the big base at the bottom, a medium tier, a small tier, and a smaller tier at the top. You have four layers. The base of what you guys need to do is optimizing your profile. Now, this is key because this is where you're announcing to the LinkedIn community who you are and what you do. And when Microsoft bought LinkedIn out about five years ago, they embedded SEO, search engine optimization, onto your profile, which means the analytics of the keywords on your profile on LinkedIn appear on Google, Yahoo, and Bing. So you guys can go on Google, you can search Scott Aaron, and I guarantee you one of the first thing that's going to come up is my LinkedIn profile. That's how much visibility you can gain from it if it's optimized the right way. You never want to mention your network marketing company or MLM or you know network marketing this, network you don't want to mention any of that on your profile. You want to personally brand yourself. Now, I have a free opt-in uh, on my on my uh, my website, scottaaron.net. You click on free infographic. You punch in your name and email. I send you six steps to optimizing your LinkedIn profile. But here's the deal: it has to be filled out from top to bottom. Headline: the about me section, your experience section, licenses and certifications, education, volunteer experience, skills and endorsements, but also personal recommendations. The personal recommendation section on LinkedIn is the Better Business Bureau of who you are. This is where people go to share your expertise. So if anyone goes to my LinkedIn profile, you just search Scott Aaron, Forbes on LinkedIn, I will come up. I have over 400 written recommendations of people that I've worked with over the years that say, yes, he knows what he's doing. So you want your credibility and your authority to be spoken about and to the people that you know and you've worked with. So it could be colleagues, ex-colleagues, coworkers, current coworkers, clients, friends, family. Ask them to recommend you. The second layer is actually connecting with people. So here's what I want you guys to think about. This is your avatar. So when one of my first mentors, Susan Sly, incredible, incredible network marketer, she said to me very early on when I started about seven years ago, she said, Scott, you need to look in the mirror and you need to ask yourself, how am I going to connect with myself today? And it was a light bulb moment. I'm like, oh my God, that's it. I'm not looking for just anyone. 
I'm looking for someone business-minded like me. And at the time, I was still owning and operating my last gym. I was still a personal trainer, group instructor, and nutritionist. So I just hopped onto LinkedIn and I started connecting and messaging people that way. So what I want you guys to think about is this. I want you to think about in your minds right now, who is the person that if I reach out to cold without knowing them, I would have the most relatable conversation with from a business aspect. So if you're an RN and you're listening to this, reach out to RNs. If you're an accountant, if you're in finance, if you're also a personal trainer, whatever you have business experience in, I don't care if you're doing network marketing full-time now and you stopped working nine to five, whatever that last job was, those are the types of individuals you should be searching and connecting and bringing into your network because those cold connections can become warm conversations and warm connections because of the relatability between you and that person. Now, the third layer is this, and this is where the wheels basically fall off. It's messaging. And I'm sure any of you that are listening to this, and I know Melissa and I have experienced this, we have both been victimized by those people that have messaged us improperly on LinkedIn with those 18 paragraph long drunkologues trying to sell us, trying to pitch us, trying us to get into some, whatever it is. That is not how you create connection. So I've developed something called the magic formula. And it's a three-step process where anyone can create a very engaging and warm message to a cold connection. So the first step is mentioning the person's name. Hey, Melissa, great to connect to you. The second step is lowering the drawbridge where that person can walk across and they recognize there is a relatability here. There is a connection here. There is a great reason why this person's reaching out. So I'm going to use Melissa as an example. You know, hey, Melissa, great to connect to you. Uh, I see that you're also a business coach, as am I. Would love to hear about your business. Share more about mine to see how we can support each other here on the platform. Now, I've done two things. Number one, I've lowered the drawbridge where Melissa's going to read that message and she's going to say, oh my God, that makes sense. Scott's a business coach. I'm a business coach. I love collaborating. So, I want to reach back out to him as well. Now, the second layer to that is I used one of the most important words in the English language, and it's the word support. So what people don't know, it's been scientifically proven that when you use the word support in a message, it triggers our brain to release a chemical called oxytocin. It's our feel-good brain chemical, just like your body releases endorphins or dopamine or serotonin or cortisol if you're stressed. So someone is reading that message and they're feeling good about it. The third part of that message is finishing with something called a CTA, a call to action. Statements lead to nowhere. Questions lead to answers. So you have to ASK to GET. You have to ask in order to get. So I wouldn't say, Melissa, let me know when's good for you. Well, I didn't ask, so she's never going to tell me. So I simply just say, do you have any time this week or next week for a call or a Zoom? You state their name, reason for reaching out without selling or pitching, and you finish with the call to action. Now, the fourth part, the most important part 
but the smallest part is content creation. Now, if you're going to go on LinkedIn, I don't care what you guys decide to do. Just make sure you produce one piece of content a day. It could be a post. It could be a video. It could be an article. It should have nothing to do with the products that you take or the transformations that people have physically. That is Facebook and Instagram. You leave LinkedIn alone. This is where you personally brand yourself. So people are saying, well, well then Scott, what do I post? What do I do? There's two things that you want to do when you're providing content on LinkedIn. Number one, educate that audience and those connections that you've been building. Educate them on something that they could relate to you with your similar business background. Maybe you've really started to practice the art of gratitude or guided meditation, and you know that could help other people in your network. Do a video, do a post, write an article about the benefits of doing guided meditation. Number two, inform them. So if you're building a lookalike network of yourself from a business standpoint, and there's something new that you've learned within the industry that you used to be a part of, or you're still in, inform them of something that has helped you that could help them. I call this the push-pull method. The push is you coldly but warmly reaching out to people that you've connected with through a message, and the pull is you slowly pulling people closer to you with the content that you're providing that's educating and informing. The mistake that people typically make, Melissa, on social media, no matter what platform they're on, is people are talking too much about what they want to say and not what people want to hear. So the best way to figure out what do people actually want to hear, put yourself in the passenger seat, not the driver's seat. Your network is the passenger. They're looking to you for information and education. What would you best respond to? And I would couple this with messaging. So when you craft your message, send it to yourself. Would you respond to a message that you created? So you always want to have the other person in mind when you're messaging them and when you're providing content, and that will automatically create more no, like, and trust between you and those people that don't know you yet. And that's simply the four basic ways that you can use LinkedIn to really start to push your business forward. And this is why you're the expert, Scott, because I have pages of notes. And every time I hear you give this talk, I always take away something really powerful. And what I'm hearing through all of this is two big themes. This is what's coming through for me is one, this, like the idea of relationships and building on LinkedIn or anything at all, even in network marketing, it's a long-term play, right? So, so quick, so much of the time we want like short-term results. Like we want the, to join the business right now, but if they're cold market, it takes time to build relationships, right? Like you have to have the long-term vision. I know for me, um, when I was building a network marketing, my niche was in the fitness industry. So I had to, I would search out, um, like gyms in my area and I would do research on the gym. I would go and take classes. I would get to know the staff. I would get to know the owner. I would start to become friends with them. And it would be a good six months before we would even talk about network marketing because you have to build that no like, and trust. So it's, that's kind of what I'm hearing you say is that 
you know, if you're just spamming people and going right in for the kill and you're not adding value and you're not connecting, then you're missing, right? The opportunity to connect. And the second thing that I'm hearing a lot of, and I can, I can already hear, I can already hear the limiting beliefs coming up for people is this is like the big leagues, right? When you get on LinkedIn, this isn't posting pictures of your smoothies and your dog. Like you were saying, this isn't going to the barbecue. This is going to the networking event. So the way you posture, how you share your story, how you show up is a little bit different. And what I'm hearing is you got to focus on business development of yourself. Like you said before, treating your network marketing business or any business like a real business, not a side hustle. And that's an energy, right? That's an archetype that you embody. And I talk a lot about what would your future self do? Like what would the future CEO of yourself do, say, be, act? How would they show up, right? So I love that you're sharing all this because it's giving me a lot of permission and reminding me why I need to be on LinkedIn. Admittedly, like I've done your courses. I've watched your stuff. It's just... I had a belief that, you know, Instagram was easier and it was more fun and it was more casual. But again, I think that's where a lot of people fall into that trap of like, if you want to build business builders, you got to go where the business builders hang out, right? If you want a bunch of people that are going to do it as a hobby and, you know, not take it seriously, then hang out on Instagram, right? So you have given me a ton of permission. I know you've given a lot of other people a ton of permission. So thank you so much for that training, Scott. And guys, Trust me when I tell you the, the amount of resources that Scott offers is like mind blowing, like between the podcast that he has and the free resources, the masterclass that he hosts, there's literally zero reason why you can't take his free content and have massive success. Um, but Scott, I want to know more about some of the paid stuff that you do. If people want to get into your energy, if they want to work with you, what is the best way for them to connect? You know, I always do uh, 15 minute deep dives with people. So if you go on my website, scottaaron.net, uh, you can schedule a call with me. And basically, it's just a, a free 15 minute call where we can kind of deep dive with things that you're struggling with and uh, how I help people either with a, a virtual coaching program. It's, it's a DIY course, but I do virtually walk you through it. So as you have questions, uh, I am there to answer them. You just basically just message me or vox me and I virtually walk you through it. So the, you, there is accountability. And then I have a six-week one-on-one uh, -on -one high-level coaching program where I build out everything for you and with you. So you don't have to figure it out. I'm there doing it, the work with you, creating SOPs, standard order procedures. So you're not in overwhelm. And the great thing is whether someone goes through my digital course with the virtual reach out or my one-on-one -on -one six week program, you're, you only have to spend 15 to 20 minutes a day on LinkedIn to get results. And I want to just go back to something really quickly that you said, you know, you and I were talking about this just offline, you know, you and I catch up at least once every other month. And I, I was, I was telling you that, that people need to start treating their network marketing business, not like a lottery ticket, but like a 401k. And when you start treating your business like a 401k, you understand the importance of compounded interest, where that interest can be in the form of money or relationships. And the more that that interest builds, the more money that you can create. But also the other visualization you want to have is not treating your network marketing business like a corner bar. 
where you're just letting anyone in, whether they're underaged or not. You want to interview these people if they're going to build a business with you. Treat it like a speakeasy. You need to know if the clam chowder is red or the white. You need to know how to get in. And that it's network marketing used to be such a sacred place for people. And you can get it back there if you start treating it that way. But again, I'm also very omnipresent on social media. You can find me on all the major platforms. So you can search for Scott Aaron on Facebook and LinkedIn. On Instagram, my handle is at Scott Aaron LinkedIn and would love to serve, connect, and help you in any way I can. And guys, the, the best thing that you can do right now is just share this episode on Instagram. Tag Scott, tag me. Let us know what your biggest takeaway was. I'm sure there's hundreds because I have pages of notes. And I just am so grateful for you, Scott. Thank you so much for being here. And last question. And I'm going to ask you this question and I'm going to give you full permission to play full out. Okay. Do I have your, do I have your agreement in that? Absolutely. Okay. What are you celebrating right now, Scott? I'm celebrating actually uh, this coming Sunday, I am going to be celebrating my wedding with my new wife. Um, (laughs) um, She actually uh, just finished converting to, to Judaism, which was not expected. I, I didn't put that on her. You know, I was raised Jewish and uh, she, you know, her aunt and her cousins and uncle are Jewish. And she, she always was curious about the religion. And the more that we got serious about not so much faith of religion, but spiritual, uh, you know, she thought as we stepped into becoming one and uh, officially being husband and wife, she wanted to really step into the religion part as well. So I went through the conversion course with her and uh, she had her mikvah this past week, which is when she officially becomes uh, a Jewish woman. And this next Sunday, the 26th of July, uh, we will be officially getting married and be husband and wife. And, and that is what I am going to be celebrating. I love love. You know, I'm a, I'm a sap for a good love story. And I, it's just been so much fun. So kind of like to put a bow on this, like talking about authenticity and just seeing you share like the little bits and pieces of your koi pond and like the new house and your wedding ring that you got and her converting and just all of those little nuances makes me feel even more connected to you and your authenticity, Scott. And again, like I said in the beginning, it's something that I truly love and appreciate. And I'm so happy for you. Congratulations. and. Again, just I want to thank you so much for being here and sharing your wisdom and your time with our listeners. I know they're going to get so much out of this conversation. Well, thank you so much. And, you know, I am so grateful for you as well. And and again, I'm so proud of you for everything that you've been pivoting and, and working on and working towards. And, and I know that you're going to continue to help so many people. And um, it's just amazing to watch. And, and I'm, I'm so just honored and grateful to be a part of the journey with you. Thank you. Guys, make sure you share this episode and until the next one, live your boldly courageous life. Bye. Thank you so much for living your boldly courageous life with me today. I am beyond grateful for you and this amazing community we are building together. It is truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to fully step into the life they've always dreamed of. I would be incredibly grateful if you would join me in this mission by sharing this episode with your friends and heading over to iTunes and leaving me a five-star review. And until the next episode, remember to live your boldly courageous life.